0: Dr. Love, Dr. Love, Dr. Love. You know who to call, purpose is to evolve. solve all the family issues and move along. We go together like pom-poms and cheerleaders. Call them low, the doc. Don't let your fear lead you. Feel each... And the
1: purpose is to strengthen family. Yes. Hey, it's a family club. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to The Family Plug, a podcast to improve quality and standards of individual and family life. I'm your host, Dr. Lowe. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Let me just say that this is the fifth episode of The Family Plug. So I'm really excited that we're making great progress. And I'm so grateful to all of you who have been tuning in and listening to the show. So please continue to support and thank you for offering your positive feedback. I really do hope that the topics that we are covering are beneficial to you in your individual and your family life. So thank you for your support. Today I'll be discussing a very serious and important topic which is abuse in relationships and I'm going to talk specifically about the basis of power that are oftentimes used to maintain control in abusive relationships. We'll talk a little bit about the cycle of abuse, maybe some reasons why people choose to stay and offer some resources also to anyone who may be in an abusive relationship and you're looking for the resources to get out. So don't go in. This is going to be a great discussion. Not only that, but I have a really special guest with me today, Dr. Crystal Benjamin, who's also going to offer us some great resources. So please don't touch that dial. Stay right there. I've got the plug for you. To begin this discussion on abuse and relationships, I would just like to point out that while the dynamics of abusive relationships may vary, there are some things that tend to remain the same. All forms of abuse have at the center or at the core the exploitation of some kind of power difference. And by power, I'm referring to one's ability to exercise their will over someone else. And there are six basic kinds of power that I like to discuss that are oftentimes misused in relationships in order to maintain power and control. The first type of power that I like to discuss is coercive power. And this is based on a dominant partner's ability to punish their partner, either psychologically, emotionally, or physically. So their goal is to try to coerce their partner to do what it is that they would have them to do. And when they are unable to accomplish that, as an example, they may resort to sulking, uh, refusing to talk to their partner, withholding sex, or they resort to physical violence. And again, the goal here is to try to maintain power and control. Reward power is also common, and this is based on one's ability to give material or non-material gifts and favors. So material favors are self-explanatory, but some examples of non-material gifts and favors might be affection, attention, praise, respect. So the dominant partner is utilizing these factors as a method of manipulation to maintain control in that relationship. The third type of power is expert power. And this stems from the dominant partner's superior judgment, knowledge, or ability to perform certain tasks. So let's say for example, that the dominant partner was really educated and experienced in the area of finance. So then any decisions about savings and investment are gonna be shaped by that partner's education and experience, placing them in a position of power. Next is informational power, and this is based on the persuasive content of what the dominant partner tells the other person. So they may cite expert books or research in an effort to persuade their partner to make a decision that they feel is most effective based on the information or the insight that they've attained. The fifth type of power is referent power and this is based on the less dominant partner's emotional identification with the more dominant partner and so they agree to whatever decisions the dominant partner makes because their sole purpose or their concern is to make that individual happy and finally the sixth type of power is legitimate power which is based on the individual's ability to claim authority so society and culture they've kind of authorized the power of one or the other partner or both um. So as an example, let's say in a traditional marriage, um, the husband feels that he has the final say or the final authority as the head of the household, um, making the less dominant partner inferior and having to succumb to whatever decisions that dominant partner has made. So in summary, the person who has the most resources or the partner who has the most resources tends to have the most power in relationships. And again, when that power is misused, then it can lead to unhealthy relationships and imbalance in relationships or worst case scenario, it can lead to abusive relationships. When the exploitation of power differences escalates to abuse in relationships, couples may find themselves in an ongoing cycle of abuse, which is characterized by a number of stages. The first being the tension building Phase. And this is where there may be minor incidents of physical or emotional abuse. And the victim may feel that there's growing tension in the relationship. And so they try to take control by avoiding the violence or walking on eggshells or doing everything that they can do to ensure that they're not pushing the wrong buttons of the abuser. And then it progresses to the explosion phase where there's battering. There are incidences of abuse And the abuser is seemingly out of control. Also, this is the shortest stage of this cycle of abuse, um, but it becomes a lot more frequent and a lot more intense as the relationship continues to go on. After the explosion phase is the honeymoon phase and this is kind of known as the hearts and flowers phase where the abuser is very empathetic and sympathetic and apologetic about what they've done. They make promises like I'll never harm you again or sometimes they uh, make it seem as if you know I love you so much this is why I do what I do. But what tends to happen over time is the honeymoon phase completely disappears and it's a constant cycle of tension building and explosion over and over and over again and at the root of the cycle of abuse is denial because perhaps the victim or the person who is being abused It's pretending that the abuse never happened, they're covering up for the abuser, or they believe that what they say in the honeymoon phase or the how they behave during the honeymoon phase is really who they are and perhaps the person that they fell in love with. And then of course that only enables the abuser and perpetuates the cycle of violence. Now, one other thing that I like to point out with regard to intimate partner violence is that despite your gender, anyone can be a victim of intimate partner violence. I know we tend to think of males being perpetrators and females being victims. And that's mainly because male partners have higher rates of inflicting the most dangerous and injurious forms of violence. But again, males or females can be victims of intimate partner violence. Also, couples may find themselves in situational couple violence, where there's mutual violence on both ends. And finally, it's important to note that while it is assumed that the greater similarity and power of same-sex couples would deter couple violence, they actually have rates that are comparable to heterosexual couples. And also, there's fewer resources available for individuals in same-sex relationships. Okay, so for many of my listeners, I know that it may be difficult for you to even fathom being in an abusive relationship or staying with someone who is physically or emotionally abusive. But the reality is that people choose to stay in abusive relationships all the time. And for a number of reasons. First, perhaps there is a level of fear that exists that if I leave this person, or if I attempt to leave this person, they are going to harm me or they are going to harm my children. And so for that reason, they choose to stay. Also cultural norms or gendered socialization. So as an example, let's say that I am in a traditional marriage relationship where I am a woman who believes that it is my role to submit to my husband, then those norms are enabling my abuser and also perpetuating a cycle of violence. Also love, perhaps people are just genuinely in love with the person that they are in a relationship with despite the abuse. Additionally, economic dependence. If this person balances the checkbook and they handle all of our savings and our investments, and I haven't learned that skill set for myself and I don't know how to function outside of that relationship, then oftentimes people will stay in abusive relationships for those reasons. Also, maybe they hope that the abuser will change. Or their childhood experiences have taught them that abusive relationships are okay. Maybe they are a product of their environment. And again, abuse oftentimes is a learned behavior. And then finally, perhaps the victim or the person that is being abused has low self-esteem. Again, it's important for us to be a whole person before we are in relationship with anyone else, because low self-esteem can lead us to having some very unhealthy or even abusive relationships. If you are someone who has experienced abuse, or you've made the choice to live with abuse, or you've been a perpetrator of abuse. Let me just say that I'm not here to judge you, but I am here to help. And I wanna offer you an important resource, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is a 24-hour anonymous hotline that you can call to get resources. They provide free resources for abusive partners, for victims, and for survivors. And their phone number is 1-800-799-7233. You can also visit them online at the hotline.org this is really important because relationships are only as healthy as the two people in it additionally There exist a number of assessments and resources that are available to individuals in committed relationships that are geared toward fostering healthy relationships, but that can also help to indicate a caution around potential issues that may exist in relationships. And these issues can be anything as minuscule as your partner's annoying or quirky habits to larger issues like addiction and abuse. And so Dr. Crystal Benjamin, I'm really thrilled to introduce her she's going to talk a little bit about this and particularly this assessment called the CINBIS report which is an available resource to couples who are wanting to foster healthier relationships overall so Dr. Benjamin she is a relationship educator and she's also CEO of enriched life limited which is a relationship education company based in the Caribbean And Dr. Benjamin, she's been working with individuals, couples, families, and groups overall for over eight years. And she has a really profound understanding of family science and the skills that are needed to foster healthy relationships. So again, here is a very, very important message from my friend and colleague, Dr. Crystal Benjamin.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Crystal Benjamin, relationship educator and coach, and I'm from the Caribbean. I'm actually recording from the beautiful Twin Island Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. So I get to talk with you about relationships and relationships and talking about that is one of my favorite things. I'll share today with you about why it's important to work on your relationship daily. I'll also share about a tool called Symbus that couples who are seriously dating, engaged, or even married, that these couples can use this tool to be able to help them in their relationship. And then finally, I'll talk about people like me, certified family life educators and certified facilitators of these tools like Symbus, and why we're important in working on your relationship. So first, why work on your relationship daily? Well, you see, relationships is like a living thing. It's like an object that we need to take care of as well. So similar to a car, which is an object that needs care, from time to time, I mean, we need to do an oil change, we need to change our tires, so that the car can be safe for us to drive. Similar to the situation of a relationship. Relationships need tuning up, it needs work from time to time to ensure that the, you know, the warranty of life doesn't come down too harshly on the relationship. So that's why we will encourage couples to have Meaningful time together, maybe even date nights from time to time to ensure that bond and that friendship and that trust is maintained. And then we have wonderful tools like Simbis, also known as saving your marriage before it starts. And over a million couples have used Symbis and it is used to help couples really understand how their relationship is working and how they see themselves and their their partner in terms of gender roles, in terms of sex, in terms of finances. It even looks at your personality type. It can identify stuff like abuse and any unresolved stuff with our parents. And so Symbis is a great tool research-based that can help couples And it only takes about 30 minutes to complete it's about 35 us dollars to get that assessment done and many of my couples actually all the couples that i've used simbus with basically said the same thing it's really in depth it's so accurate and they were grateful for the safe environment to be able to discuss some of those things And that leads me to my other point, in terms of why people like me are important. You see, we are there as a safe space, trained in being able to have those type of difficult conversations. We're also equipped with the skills and the tools needed to be able to teach you and coach you through the process so that you could learn new cycles or learn new ways of being to ensure that when the tough times come, you practice and you exercise these skills to help to maintain that bond or to even enrich that bond further and so if there, you have any questions if there's anything else you'd like to get more information about please feel free to contact me I am available on whatsapp My number is 868 757 9963. Again, the number is 868 757 9963. And I'm on social media. You could check me out on Facebook as Dr. Crystal Benjamin, relationship educator and coach. And on Instagram as Dr. Crystal Benji, which is spelled D R C R Y S T A L b-e-n-j-i-e and so I work with couples from across the world online as a relationship educator and coach and I'd love to work with you looking forward to it
1: Thank you so much to my special guest dr crystal benjamin as we come to a close i just want to encourage all of you to take back your power do not stay in unhealthy or abusive relationships remember the deeper your self-love the greater your protection thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the family plug a podcast to improve quality and standards of individual and family life i'm your host dr lowe and i've got the plug for you Remember to follow the show on Instagram at the FanPlug and subscribe to join me for future episodes. You can also send me an email at the plug at gmail.com until next time. Thank you for listening to the family plug. Oh.